This is the Old Radio Show's podcast. The Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Your host, the director of the star's own theater, Roger Pryor. Good evening, everyone. Your neighborhood good Gulf dealer and the Gulf Oil Companies welcome you to the Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Tonight, your ticket to the Gulf Theater reads Olivia de Havilland, Robert Young, and Charles Winninger in My Love Came Back. Movie audiences voted this story one of the best romantic comedies of the season. Tonight, we present its radio premiere with a sparkling score by Oscar Bradley, his orchestra under the baton of Frank Tours. There are just a few last-minute details to be taken care of, and then you'll meet our stars and our play will begin. In the few remaining seconds, I'd like to ask you if you've ever driven into a Gulf dealer's station and said to yourself, as you looked at the man beside the pump, gosh, he looks familiar. Wonder where I've seen him before. Well, sir, there are mighty good reasons for you to notice something familiar about him, more than just the features of his face. First of all, the man selling Gulf products always has a smile for you and a pleasant greeting. Then, wherever you find him, on the neighborhood corner or in a strange city, you'll notice that he takes care of your car as you want it cared for. Wiping the headlights and the windshield is a matter of course, and offering to check your motor oil. In short, you'll find 35,000 other Gulf dealers from Maine to New Mexico just as friendly and as courteous as your own neighborhood Gulf dealer. The Gulf Screen Guild Theater program is Gulf's way of expressing its appreciation to the customers of good Gulf dealers as well as a method of inviting others to stop at the sign of the orange disc and try those fine Gulf quality products and that good Gulf service. is New York City. The time, the present. And the story concerns three people. A most attractive young violinist named Amelia Cornell, who is a promising pupil at the Academy of Music. A young man named Tony Baldwin, who is general manager of the Monarch Musical Instrument Manufacturing Company. Mr. Julius Mallette, who is both owner of the Monarch Music Company and president of the Academy of Music. Pardon me, pardon me, Mr. Pryor. Yes, sir, and who are you? Who am I? <laughs> you mean you don't know who I am? My card, sir. Oh, thank you. Club Conga, 26 fascinating hostesses. Oh, uh, that's the wrong card. <laughs> that's my dentist. Uh, here. Oh, thank you. Uh, Julius Mallet, president of the Academy of Music. Yes, I just took that position recently, Mr. Pryor, and I believe it's a great thing to help young people, kids with talent, kids with dreams and hopes. Uh, and... Wait a minute. Uh, what about Amelia Cornell? Huh? Oh, Amelia Cornell. Why, uh, why, Amelia Cornell is a very talented young lady, a splendid student. My interest in her is uh, purely fatherly. She's an artist... And what technique and what verve, what beauty, what leg... Uh, uh, um, that is... 
Uh, Amelia Cornell was one of the most talented young violinists we had at the Academy. It was for that reason that I felt it my duty as president of the Academy of Music to come here. Yes, yes, my dear. Sit down. Thank you. What is this I hear about your leaving the Academy? Well, it isn't that I want to leave, Mr. Millette, but I must earn some money. You see, I have responsibilities. Oh, I, I never connected you with the... Uh, uh, how many responsibilities do you have, my dear? Two. Two? Is that so? How old are they? Well, one is six. My, my, you hardly look old enough to have... Uh, uh, how old is the other one? Forty-seven. Forty-seven? <laughs> my mother and my sister. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, you had me worried for a minute. <laughs> I, I thought you had a grown family. <laughs> now, uh, Miss Cornell, if you uh, leave the Academy, just uh, how do you propose to make money? Well, I have an offer of a job with a swing band. Swing band? Dusty Rhodes, one of the students here, is organizing it. He plays the trumpet. He's good, too. Well, uh, I don't think you should rush into this, Miss Cornell. No, indeed. I'm sure something will turn up so you can stay on here at the Academy as a student. Well, I, I don't see how such a miracle could happen. <laughs> it's awfully nice of you to take this interest in my career, Mr. Millette. Oh, not at all, my dear. Uh, now, don't worry. I'm sure everything's going to turn out all right. <laughs> Mr. Millette. Oh, uh, yes, Miss Cornell. What do you think? The miracle has happened. I just received a special scholarship award, a check for $100. It means I can stay on at the academy. Didn't I tell you everything would be all right? <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, uh, do you go to many concerts? Uh, you should, you know, for the sake of your career. Oh, Mr. Millette, I couldn't afford things like that. Well... What a coincidence. I, 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 why, I just happen to have here in my pocket a few tickets for the symphony, uh, the opera, and four or five musical comedies and shows. And... Why, Mr. Millette, I don't know what to say. Oh, I... now, my dear, not another word. Your musical education must not be neglected. We'll start off with the symphony concert tonight. <laughs> May I come in, Tony? Oh, hello, Mr. Millette. Why, sure you can come in. You're the boss, remember? Oh, <laughs> yes, very clever, Tony. I not only have an excellent general manager, but a comedian as well. <laughs> I don't get it. Well, as a matter of fact, I'm glad you dropped in, Mr. Millette. I wanted to ask you about some checks made out to a uh, Miss Amelia Cornell. Amelia? Uh, Amelia? Cornell. Oh, Cornell, yes. A delightful school. You used to play football there. <laughs> I'm talking about Amelia Cornell. Oh, uh, Amelia Cornell, yes. She's a violinist at the academy, yes. And those checks are sort of a, a scholarship, a, a secret uh, scholarship. Mm -hmm. Secret from Miss Cornell or from Mrs. Millette? Both. Of course, uh, my only thought is to help the girl, but Molly wouldn't understand that. As far as Miss Cornell, of course... She wouldn't accept the check if she knew it came from me, but uh, she'll never find out. But your son, Paul, might. Don't forget, he's in charge of the auditing department, and he's been asking questions lately. Oh, don't worry about Paul. He's just fresh out of college. Just charge those checks off to publicity. Well, I certainly get a lot of titles around here. General manager, comedian, friend, and stooge. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're taking this all wrong, Tony. All I've been doing is taking Amelia to a few concerts, recitals, lectures, operas, musical shows, and... Oh, yes! The Beaux-Arts Ball tomorrow night. I wouldn't have her miss the Beaux-Arts Ball for anything. I'm going to a party in Westchester. I'm late now. Well, is it my fault if your wife sprang a birthday party on you? I've got a date. No, I won't meet Amelia Cornell for you. I won't do it. I won't do it. I uh, beg your pardon, miss, but does your name happen to be Miss Amelia Cornell? No, it doesn't. I... And I've never been to Atlantic City. Fresh guy, even at the Beaux-Arts Ball. Oh, I'd like to wring Julius Millet's neck for this. Excuse me, but uh, do you know what time it is? Five minutes to ten. Thank you. It's all right. Hey, hey, could your name be Amelia Cornell? Yes, why? <laughs> I've been looking all over for you. I'm Tony Baldwin. Mr. Millette asked me to find you here at the Beaux-Arts Ball and tell you that he won't be able to meet you. He won't? No, he was uh, suddenly taken ill after dinner. Oh, oh, that's too bad. So you see, he naturally can't get here tonight. Well, I delivered my little message. Good night. Good night. Oh, wait a minute. Yes? Well, uh, I... Well, well, what did Mr. Millette suggest that I should do? Why, nothing. That is, he said nothing. Oh, I see. He said nothing. Well, then I suppose I'll have to go home. Such a marvelous orchestra. I don't suppose that you want to... I'm uh... sorry. I have a date. Oh, I see. Excuse me. Good night. Oh, Miss Cornell... Yes? Look, uh, if you'd really like to dance... Who, I... me? Oh, no. Uh, not in the least. Well, I was just thinking one dance couldn't hurt. No, really, I, I don't want to dance. I couldn't think of oh, it. Oh, come on. Just one dance. Well, all right. Just one. Well, this is where I live. Uh, good night. Seems funny to say goodnight to the sun almost up. <laughs> I'm very grateful to you. Oh, I'm the one who's grateful. Perhaps we should both be grateful to Mr. Millet. Oh, yes, Mr. Millet. I think you're very sweet to do this for him. I suppose he's told you a lot about me. Oh, well, not a thing. What makes you think that? Well, evidently you know him so well. Well, not as well as all that. Do you tell your friends about Mr. Millet? Oh, yes, Everything? Everything. Mr. Millette's such a nice man. Look, why don't you come to the symphony with us next week? Well, we're very busy at the factory these days. I never know when I can get away. I'm sorry. Oh, I see. I'm sorry, too. Good night, Mr. Baldwin. Good night, Miss Cornell. Surprise. Yes, I know. I said last night I wouldn't be seeing you again, but... Come in. Sit down. I'll I'll fix some lunch. I've got bad news, Amelia. Paul Millette has found out about you and his father. Who's Paul Millette? Mr. Millette's son. He's also chief auditor of our company. Didn't you know he had a 24-year-old son? He never mentioned it. Well, now that you know, doesn't it make any difference? No. Why should it? 
Oh, that's the sort of thing that defeats me. Listen, Amelia, I'm sure you're not, well, basically bad. Oh, I'm not, am I? Well, just remember, money isn't everything. Not tainted money. Maybe one day, eventually, you'll find someone. Someone about my age, maybe, who'll really love you without asking anything in return. You think that's possible, even for me? Amelia, I'm convinced of it. Will you please tell me what you're talking about? Why, about you and Mr. Millette, of course. I happen to know about those checks he's been sending you. Checks? Wait a minute. You mean to say that that money came from... From Mr. Millette, of course. Didn't you know? Certainly not. At the Academy, they told me it was a special scholarship. Otherwise, I, I wouldn't have accepted the money. Of course I should have known you wouldn't. And, uh... You'll tell Julius you can't accept any more money? Oh, naturally. Well, he sent you another check today. Well, I'll mail it back the minute I get it. Gee, I could kick myself for mistrusting you. Oh, it wasn't your fault, Tony. I shouldn't have been so gullible. Well, from now on, we'll just forget about Mr. Millette. Well, I guess I'll have to. You see, uh, I have a date every evening this week. Oh, you have? With whom? With you, silly. Hello, Dusty. Say, what do you think? The swing band's been offered a build-up by the biggest agency in town. Really? Is the solo job still open for me? Oh, you bet. Oh, uh, this letter's for you, Amelia. I picked it up at the Academy. Oh, it's Mr. Millette's check for $100. Golly, I must mail it back immediately. You mean you got money to give away? Boy, oh, boy, you're just the girl I'm looking for. What do you mean? I need 100 bucks to pay our dues to the union, otherwise we can't get a job. Oh, I can't lend you this money, Dusty. Oh, but this chance means a lot to the kids. They, they, they've been rehearsing their heads off. I'm sorry, Dusty. I just can't let you have this. Oh. Well, anyway, just to show you my heart's in the right place, I'll stick that in the mailbox for you. Oh, thank you, Dusty. Oh, it ain't right. 100 bucks. Now, that's all that stands between the gang and fame. Return to sender. Ah. Yes, what is it? This is the auditing department. Mr. Paul Millette wishes to speak with you. Put him on. Morning, Tony. How do you feel? Fine. Great. Well, I don't. Didn't Miss Cornell tell you she'd return that last check for $100? That's right. Did it come back? Came back from the bank. Huh? You mean she cashed it? Of course she did. What did you expect from a, a woman like that? Well, that's the last straw. And after all, she told me. Oh, I give up. I'm through. What was that, Tony? Say, Paul, uh, you drink, don't you? Oh, not much. More than a couple and I pass out. Well, you're lucky. It's going to be a lot harder for me. Meet me down at the bar in five minutes. Curtain on Act One. The curtain will rise on Act Two immediately following our usual intermission, which is not only short, but is also especially interesting because here's a young fellow with a word about spring. I guess a lot of families don't really know that spring has come until Mother comes home with a new Easter bonnet. Well, folks, believe it or not, spring is almost here right this weekend because Thursday of next week is officially the beginning of spring. That means you'll be using your car even more. And there's even more reason for stopping at the sign of the Gulf Orange Disc for Gulf No-Knox Gasoline and Gulf Pride Motor Oil. 
Gulf Nonox is important in helping to end that pinging, knocking sound that you often hear on warm days when you're pulling up the hill or accelerating suddenly in traffic. Nonox is not proof under all normal driving conditions. And Gulf Pride is ideal for changeable spring weather because Gulf Pride lubricates as soon as you touch the starter and gives fine protection mile after mile, even at high temperatures. Gulf Pride forms less carbon, sludge, and varnish. It vaporizes more slowly, so you add less between drains. No wonder that throughout Gulf's marketing territory, the largest selling oil in its price class is Gulf Pride. So get both Gulf Pride and Gulf No-Knox tomorrow at your good Gulf dealers. Now the curtain of the Gulf Screen Guild Theater rises on the second act of My Love Came Back, starring Olivia de Havilland as Amelia Cornell, Robert Young as Tony Baldwin, and Charles Winninger as Julius Millet. The next morning is a bad one for everybody. Paul and Tony are suffering from hangovers, and Millet is in for an equally bad time when he finds out that Amelia knows all about the scholarship checks. As the scene opens, they're talking in her apartment. Millet, I've learned everything. It was nice of you to want to help me, but you shouldn't have sent me that money and let me believe it was a scholarship from the academy. Now, my dear Amelia, it was simply an act of friendship. Surely there's no harm in that? Oh, yes, there is. When someone else thinks so. You don't mean another man? Yes, I see. A young man, I suppose. I mean, younger than I? Yes. Oh, uh, you're in love with each other? Yes, we are. Well, I'm glad you told me. I, well, <laughs> the truth is I, I have a confession to make, too, Amelia. I'm a family man. No. I should have told you before, but I just didn't have the heart to spoil your dream. Oh, I understand. As a matter of fact, I have a son, Paul. You have? Yes, he's a mighty fine boy. He's about eight years old. <laughs> Not really. Why, you, you look so young to be the father of an eight-year-old child. Don't say another word. Don't say another word. I want to remember that last sentence as long as I live. Goodbye, my dear. God bless you. <laughs> What's the matter with you this morning? You look like a ghost with a vitamin B deficiency. <laughs> Nothing serious, Mr. Millet. Just a bad headache. Mm, big time last night? One I'll never forget. Well, I won't bother you much. I want an orchestra for a party next week. I wish you could find me something unusual. Well, how about 20 or 30 girl violinists? No, I don't think that... Now, look here, Tony. Uh, Tony, I just found out that... Oh, Sorry, I thought you were alone. Uh, Paul, uh, what's the matter with you? You look even worse than Tony. I, I have a headache. Uh, must be an epidemic. We were just discussing the orchestra for my party. Any ideas? Well, I, I had a letter from an agency this morning. 
Afraid about some swing band owned by a dusty road. Well, I'll leave the whole thing in your hands, Paul. Well, good morning, boys. You look awful. You're looking at yourself. That's a mirror. Yes? It's Amelia Cornell on the phone again. Tell her I'm out. I've told her that, but she keeps right on calling. Then say I've left town. Where to, Mr. Bull? Any place, anywhere. Tell her I've gone to Siberia. Please, will you listen? Tony won't talk to me. He won't even let me ask what's wrong. I sent back the check. What more proof does he want that there's nothing between me and Mr. Millen? Now, now, now forget him, Amelia. Gee, you can't cry at a time like this. Look, we've got a contract. Besides, you haven't got any money, and this is the job you've been hoping for. I don't care. I don't want to play. I want to die. Amelia, please, you can't let us down. You're our soloist. Now, sit up a minute. Now, listen to me, please. I'm listening. We're going to play at a party, and we're going to swing those classics like they've never been swung before. Whose party? Oh, some big shot. The name doesn't matter. Now, this is our big chance, Amelia. Come on, baby. Dry your eyes and slap on your hat. We've only got four days to rehearse for the party. Find the ballroom on the right, Mr. Rose. Yeah, thanks, sir. Thanks, sir. Go on in, kids, and tune up. I'll tell Mr. Millette you're here. Millette? Did he say Millette? Now, uh, look, Amelia, I... Why uh... didn't you tell me? Why, this is awful. I'm going home. You can't go home. You can't let us down. All our numbers are built around you. I'm going home. Amelia, please. Oh, Mr. Rose, my father asked me to take care of you. I'm Paul Millette. Uh, this is Amelia Cornell. How do you do? Will you please? (laughs) Miss Cornell... This is the last place I expected to meet you. Haven't you any regard for the... Uh, 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 yes, Mother. Uh, this is uh, this is Miss Cornell. Oh, how do you do, my child? How do you do, Mrs. Millette? Um, uh, uh, Mother, she came to see me. Uh, she doesn't even know Dad. Oh. Uh, we're old friends. We, uh, we went to the same school. Well, any friend of Paul's is a friend of mine. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Millette. Hello there. Oh, hello, Tony. Hello, Mrs. Millette. Hello, Paul. I tried to get here a little... Miss Cornell. Hello, Tony. You know each other? Know each other? Why, of course. You came here to see me. <laughs> uh, she doesn't even know Mr. Millette. Oh. We're old friends. We went to the same school. I went to more school. Oh. <laughs> well, come, Paul. Help me find your father. We'll be back in a moment. I really didn't wish this on you, Mr. Baldwin. A person has to be very callous to do what you're doing. But you mean my coming A man is sometimes indiscreet outside his home, but when the other party to this indiscretion brazenly forces herself upon his family and friends... Just a minute. You've had your say, now I'll have mine. You're nothing but a narrow-minded, vicious little... I'm simply telling you I'm not interested in anything you have to say. When the time comes and you find out how wrong you've been, you can come crawling to me on your knees, and perhaps then I'll listen. Hey, Tony, everybody's gone into the barn. Miss Cornell! I just knew you were going to say that. Why, uh, uh, what are you doing here? I've joined the swing band. If my wife finds out, I'll swing with you. I'm here with the orchestra, Mr. Millette. Oh, uh, you mean you're going to play here tonight? You bet your sweet life I am. 
I wouldn't think of depriving Tony of the pleasure of hearing me. Dusty, get the boys together and we'll play as we've never played before. That was wonderful, Mr. Rhodes. Ah, Amelia, you were superb. Oh, thank you, Mr. Millett. Did you really like it? Like it? Well, I should cut a rug. <laughs> yeah, here's your check, Mr. Rhodes. And I've added a little bonus. Oh, golly, thanks. Julia? Huh? Oh, oh yes, my dear. Yes. Oh, I've been looking all over for you. Oh, Miss Cornell, you were splendid. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Millett. You know, when I was your age, I played a harp. Oh, really? Oh, yes. And I learned to play real well, thanks to a certain gentleman who paid for my scholarship. Oh, oh Molly. <laughs> what did you want to tell that for? <laughs> I think you're a pair of wonderful old dears. Old? Who's old? <laughs> I'll show you. Come on, Molly. Let's jive down to the floor and scrub up a little boogie beat. <laughs> well, well, Dusty, I guess it's about time for us to do another number. Uh, oh, wait a minute, Amelia. This, uh, this check belongs to you. All of it? Well, uh, anyway, a hundred dollars of it. What are you talking about? Well, uh, uh that... Check you you gave me the mail back. Uh, remember? Well, I remember. What about it? Well, I I didn't mail it. I I, I borrowed it. Dusty, you mean you signed my name on that check? Oh, I, I I just had to have that money, or we couldn't have played tonight. But will a... you, you forgive me, Amelia? A thing like that? Oh, please. Well, all right. I'll forgive you, but. On one condition, and that is that you go and tell Tony Baldwin what you just told me. Oh, no. Oh, I can't, Amelia. Not a, to a stranger. I, I, I'd sound like an embezzler. And that's just what you are, young man. Now, do you tell it to Tony or to a judge? Well, okay. Anything else you want me to tell him? No, except, well, uh, you might just sort of hint that I'll be out in the garden. Amelia, Amelia, wait Oh, darling, why didn't you tell me? If I'd only known Oh, no, don't run away, please you've, you've got to forgive me Please, darling, listen to me Oh, if you'll just let me tell you how sorry I am Oh, please stop I'll do anything, anything Listen, Amelia, you said if I came to you on my knees. Look, look, I'm on my knees. Oh, oh you're not so mad now. You laugh. You look so ridiculous. <laughs> I guess I do, but I love it. Darling, I want to kiss you. Won't you let me get up off my knees? Well, I guess you'll have to, because I'll be darned if I get down on mine. <laughs> Congratulations, Olivia de Havilland, Robert Young, and Charles Winninger. You were splendid. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here is another great star, the president of the Motion Picture Relief Fund, Gene Herschel. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to make an announcement 
that is of great importance to the entire motion picture industry. A few days ago, the Motion Picture Relief Fund purchased more than 40 acres of land in the beautiful San Fernando Valley just outside of Hollywood. Soon on that land, we will build a wonderful home for the people of our industry who can no longer provide for themselves. This is the home that has been made possible by the Gulf Screen Guild Theatre. And from the bottom of my heart, I thank the stars who have donated their appearances in the Gulf Theatre, and I thank Gulf because Gulf has helped us bring to realization the great home that has been a dream in the motion picture industry for many, many years. Thank you, and good night. Next week, we're proud to announce the hit motion picture comedy of the year, My Favorite Wife. The stars, Irene Dunn, Robert Montgomery, and Franklin Pangborn. Three people couldn't possibly get in a worse mix-up. Bob Montgomery is the husband whose first wife, whom he thought was dead, comes back to haunt him on his second honeymoon. Irene Dunn is the wife who comes back after seven years on a desert island, and Franklin Pangborn is the hotel clerk who's just too confused by it all. You're bound to get a kick out of My Favorite Wife, from the Gulf Screen Guild Theater next Sunday night with Irene Dunn, Robert Montgomery, and Franklin Pangborn. And the music, of course, by Oscar Bradley's Gulf Orchestra with Frank Tours conducting. Don't miss it. Until then, this is Roger Pryor speaking for your neighborhood good golf dealer and saying, Good night, everyone. Rod Heaston speaking. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.